Hey, Sacred Commons, this is JP. Today is Tuesday, the 23rd of February, 2021. We're going to talk about detachment today, or non-attachment. You can also call it just freedom. It's a virtue in many religious traditions, Christianity included. Non-attachment is a concept. Some traditions call it renunciation. It's just giving up the things of this world for freedom, recognizing that so many times the things that we attach ourselves to become detriments to our spiritual life. St. Alphonsus takes us there today. We're going to be reading consideration number 10, means of preparing for death, and his third point, which is we must detach ourselves from the world. He is going to bring up a quote from St. Ambrose, they die well who at the hour of death are found dead to the world detached from the goods from which death will separate us. He outlines practicing detachment through two main ways, accepting, number one, accepting the ruining of our goods. He uses the word spoilation. Number two, accept the separation from relatives and everything else in this world. That one's hard for me. They're all hard. (laughs) This is going to happen, he says either voluntarily, which is dying well. Dying well is when we accept the ruining of our goods and we accept the separation from our relatives, our friends, from everything else in this world. When we discipline ourselves and live a life where we keep that thought near, spend every day as if it were our last, every hour as if it was the point of death. He says if you do that well, and it will take practice, but if you do that well, then you are doing these things voluntarily and then death won't overwhelm you uh, with the pain and suffering of detachment by force, by necessity, because that's what death will bring. He mentions Augustine and he brings up Augustine's teachings on a tranquil death, how to obtain a tranquil death, mainly by disposing willfully all the goods that we have in faithful ways, and then also settling all temporal matters, all worldly affairs. So the life of the follower of Jesus that is always keeping death near in their attention, mindfully, that person is setting themselves up to have a peaceful death, a tranquil death. And how he defines that is mainly this, at the hour of death, We should be thinking and speaking only of God. That's how Alphonsus reads Augustine. And you'll notice that as we go through these readings, Alphonsus is always mentioning the saints. He was so well-versed in the writings of the saints, and he's always referring to them. So pay attention to that as we move through this reading. Let's get to it. This is the third point from consideration number 10. We must detach ourselves from the world. I'll begin here. It is also necessary to endeavor to be at all times in the state in which we desire to be at death. Blessed are he, dead, who die in the Lord. St. Ambrose says that they die well who at the hour of death are found dead to the world, that is, detached from the goods from which death will separate us by force. We ought then from this moment to accept the spoilation of our goods and the separation from relatives and from everything in this world, unless we do it voluntarily during life, 
We shall have to do it through necessity at death, but with extreme pain and great danger of eternal perdition. Hence, St. Augustine says that to settle during life all temporal matters and dispose by will of all the goods we shall have to bequeath to leave, contribute greatly to a tranquil death, because when all worldly affairs are already adjusted, the soul may be entirely occupied in uniting itself to God. At that hour, we should think and speak only of God and paradise. These last moments are too precious to be squandered in earthly thoughts. At death is completed the crown of the elect, for it is then, perhaps, that they reap the greatest harvest of merits by embracing with resignation and love death and all its pains. But the Christian who has not been in the habit of exciting these sentiments during life, will not have them at the hour of death. Hence, some devout souls, with great spiritual profit to themselves, are accustomed to renew every month. After being at confession and communion, the protestation of death, along with the Christian acts, imagining themselves at the point of death, and to be near their departure from this world. Unless you do this during life, you will find it difficult to do at death. In her last illness, that great servant of God, Sister Catherine of St. Albert's of the Order of St. Teresa, sent forth a sigh and said, Sisters, I do not sigh through fear of death, for I have lived for 25 years in expectation of it. But I sigh at the sight of so many deluded Christians who spend their life in sin and reduce themselves to the necessity of making peace with God at death when I can scarcely pronounce the name of Jesus. Back to Alphonsus here. Examine then, O my brother, if you are now attached to anything on this earth, to any person, to any honor, to your house, to your money, to conversation or amusements, and reflect that you are not immortal, you must one day, and perhaps very soon, take leave of them and thus expose yourself to the risk of an unhappy death. Offer from this moment all to God. Tell him you are ready to give up all things whenever he pleases to deprive you of them. If you wish to die with resignation, you must from this moment resign yourself to all the contradictions and adversities which may happen to you, and must divest yourself of all affections to earthly things. Imagine yourself on the bed of death, and you will despise all things in this world. He, says St. Jerome, who always thinks that he is to die, easily despises all things. If you have not chosen a state of life, make choice of that state of life which at death you will wish to have selected, and which will make you die with greater peace. If you have already made choice of a state of life, do now what at death you will wish to have done in that state. Spend every day as if it were the last of your life, and perform every action, every exercise of prayer, make every confession and communion as if they were the last of your life. Imagine yourself every hour at the point of death stretched on a bed, and that you hear that profesisere de hoc mundo, I hope I said that right, which announces your departure from this world. Oh, how powerfully will this thought assist you from this earth. Blessed is that servant whom, when his Lord shall come, he shall find him so doing. He who expects death, she who expects death, every hour, will die well, though death should come suddenly upon him. I'll just close with this thought. 
because of my medical history and some things that I have had to deal with in my life, with my body, I have often found myself in an MRI machine, in a CAT scan machine, getting blood work, getting biopsied, uh, having samples taken. I've radiated into a machine, just about every test you can think of. And every time I go through this experience, it always makes me think about my mortality. It makes me think about how fragile I am. It makes me think about how my life is just a vapor and I don't take it for granted. And I know I'm not alone. There are so many people who can relate to this feeling. When you go through that kind of experience, it kind of forces you to think about your mortality. And when you do that, when I do that, I can only speak for myself. When I do this, when, when this happens to me, I'm not in the mood to binge on Netflix. I'm not in the mood to watch senseless videos on YouTube. I'm not in the mood to waste any time. I, I just lose my appetite for that. But instead, I look for things that will help center me in that moment, things that will help nourish my soul in that moment. And mostly, I just look to cut out all that fluff, all that excess from my life because I, I just lose my appetite for it. When we think about death, when we spend every day as if it were our last, when we spend every hour, live every hour as if it were the point of death, then all of a sudden your priorities change. All of a sudden you shift your attention to the things that truly matter. If we would live this way, I think we would love deeper. We would give more. We would listen better. We would be more present with people. We would give ourselves in ways that are truthful and honest and kind, and generous. Notice that so many people who go through these experiences, it changes them. And of course, this, this change happens because we're forced into it by our circumstances. But I think what St. Alphonsus is saying, and I'll finish with this, what I think he's saying is God can give us the grace to live this way voluntarily even when our circumstances aren't requiring it from us, that we can live in this way voluntarily. We can live in this way where we're mindful of our mortality and we can dispose of our goods faithfully. We can settle all temporal matters. We can live in a truthful way, being our true selves. And then when death comes, we've already adjusted our life for that and we can die well in tranquility and peace. God, we ask that you would give us the grace to do this. We know it's not possible without you. So, Lord, give us the grace to live this way. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Grace, peace, and God's love to you all. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next episode. <laughs>